it's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Welcome to the IHSA Safety Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Rayner. On today's podcast, we're going to celebrate the life and career of a health and safety professional, Tom Nichols. Tom started his career in the electrical utility industry 38 years ago with Hydro One and has been a significant contributor contributor through varied channels and roles to occupational health and safety in Ontario. Tom, welcome to the IHSA Safety Podcast. It's great to have you here. Thanks, Ken. It's great to be here. And a big welcome back to IHSA's President and CEO, Enzo Garitano. Enzo, I think it's only fitting that uh, for the many years that Tom served on the IHSA Board of Directors and as a member of our board executive that you're here to, uh, to sort of send him off as well with this podcast. So welcome back, Enzo. Thanks, Ken, and uh, welcome, Tom. Really, really glad to be with you here today and uh, talk about all the career that uh, that Tom has been through or his career activities through the last 38 years. Fantastic. It's amazing, Tom. So, hey, we're going to be, you know, talking about your career as an occupational health and safety professional in Ontario. And, you know, we're talking about 38 years. There's probably some health and safety professionals out there that are 30, 38 years of, of age listening to this podcast and just amazed the fact that you've had the, a career of such longevity. So, Tom, how about we start there? Let's talk about maybe your your the past 38 years, um, particularly those time that time that you spent as an occupational health and safety professional, and just give us a high-level overview of, of your career, if you would, please. 15 years ago, I, I really got in the in the role of an occupational health safety specialist uh, with the Power Workers Union. Uh, we represent 90% of the electrical workers uh, that work in uh, in distribution, transmission, and generation of, of power across the province of Ontario. So, I got involved with them. Uh, uh, my former boss, Don McKinnon, uh, he offered me a position to come down and work in Toronto, and it was a big culture shock coming from. Uh, you know, a small community in, in Renfrew County, uh, down to the big city in Toronto and, and working out of Toronto. But uh, I, I took the move and, uh, you know, that 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 really catapulted uh, me to be a, an occupational health safety specialist. So, um, you know, dealing with, uh, dealing with the industry, uh, it's high hazard work and, uh, and you know, trying, trying to prevent injuries and accidents and, and fatalities, that's, that's the name of the game in, in, you know, on all health safety. Yeah, and uh, Tom, you know, a lot of people get into health and safety in different ways. I mean, it, a lot of people stumble into it. Um, a lot of people study for it through school and all that. So if there's anything in particular that inspired you, maybe if you can, can let us know if there was anything that particularly inspired you to, to pursue this, uh, this avenue or this career path in occupational health and safety, anything in particular. Yeah. And so I, you know, back, back early in the, uh, in the, in my career, uh, when I, when I did work for, for the old Ontario hydro, uh, I was alignment with them and, uh, it, it was dangerous work. Um, when I first got hired, uh, they told us there was 12 of us hired together in one group, and uh, they told us that two out of 12 wouldn't make it till retirement. We'd either uh, end up with a severe occupational injury or or, or worse. Um, so, you know, you, you take that to heart. You look around the room with, uh, you know, 11 other people, and you go, geez, I, I hope that's not me. And, uh, you know, so so being in that environment and you know the safety protocols and stuff back back in the in the 80s they weren't they weren't that uh, they weren't that stringent um so you know you, you made decisions kind of on the fly and as a crew or or as an individual and and you you know you 
you did the best you could to, to try to keep yourself safe. So, um, you know, those, those, those events, uh, those, those things that I encountered on in my career, uh, when I was a lineman that, that really inspired me to take on the health and safety role. And I've, I've been, I guess, the unfortunate, uh, individual that, uh, witnessed a couple of, of severe accidents and, and that definitely, uh, uh, drove me to the health and safety, uh, um, you know, career. Wow. So Tom, I can't even imagine <laughs> an orientation in Ontario in 2023 going on, uh, where a, uh, an instructor or a supervisor gets up in front of a group of 12 people and say, by the way, two of you aren't going to make it to the end of your career because you're going to be severely injured in a workplace injury in a workplace incident, or you're going to be, uh, you're going to succumb to a fatal injury. Like, uh, I just can't imagine that happening. And it wasn't really that long ago that, that, you know, in, in the greater scheme of things that you went through that. Right. Um, wow. Uh, Tom, what about, like, what about maybe, um, you know, in your past 38 years of your career and the time you spent, you know, uh, in health and safety, what do you think has had the most positive impact on workplace safety in Ontario? Well, the, the, the collaboration, I, I think, and you know, when I look, when I look back over the 30 years, um, you know, through, through, and I'm going to give a plug here for IHSA, uh, you know, through through the uh, Section 21 committees, through IHSA's involvement with with you know the industry and and the high hazard work, that has really been big changes to the industry. You know, you you look around workplaces now, and and you know through the Ministry of of uh, Labor, Immigration, Skills and Training, they've 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 come a long way in in listening to the safety partners and trying to implement changes to legislation to protect workers in workplaces along with along with the uh, you know health safety professionals that are in uh, the high hazard uh, workplaces right they, they i mean the collaboration there um geez i i'm gonna i'm gonna switch it up for a second i i remember back uh, i was involved with the uh, with the uh, canadian standards association and I remember my first meeting, and we were looking at uh, electrical safety in uh, for Canada. And I didn't realize that, you know, there was so much difference across the country. Um, you know, the province has been pretty steady in regards to industry changes and that. But when you look at coast to coast, as far as Canada goes, um, you know, I was meeting with people from, from British Columbia and from Nova Scotia, and um, they didn't have the same occupational health safety standards uh, that we did. Uh, not only the standards, but if you look at the industry practices, there was a lot of variation in industry practices as well. So when you look at all that stuff and the collaboration, and we, we started having discussions and, you know, I, I, I had the good fortune of working with some extremely intelligent individuals that are, that are, you know, specialist in, in the industry and, and, you know, their insights into how could we make this stuff better? How could we make a standard that will work for all variances across the country? And, you know, that collaboration, that, that really, that really set the bar uh, for as far as, you know, high hazard industry work and, and uh, protection of workers. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. You know, when we talk about how we can accomplish these things through the years, 
and improve. Really, the volunteers are everything, especially to IHSA. CSA obviously also relies on on the volunteers who work on their standards. But here in Ontario, I think that's one of the advantages, Tom, and having experts like yourself and stakeholders working with us uh, to come up with solutions, to come up with better methods, to come up with better processes to mitigate or minimize those risks and high hazard work. So a, a big thanks to yourself and and all of our volunteers and our networks um, to to come together and do that. It's been really uh, really inspiring over the years and. And I think has positioned Ontario in a, in a very good spot from a health and safety perspective. So thanks for that. And along that, if you when you think about your your career and you know a lot of I'm sure memorable memorable and challenging moments in your career, maybe you could share one with us that had a really lasting impact on you, um, on both either the memorable or the challenging side. Yeah, I, I actually when it, when you know I was. Um, looking at the podcast and and items to talk about and and there's been so much change in the industry and and so as as you're aware you've been a you know a big influencer with with the committees and 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 with the uh you know government agencies uh the biggest thing i think that that we've done is i and it was after the ice storm uh in toronto when the people are were out for for a week at a time and there was there was two sets of of uh work text applications lockout tag out which is a, a specific form of um, isolation procedures that uh, guarantee worker safety um that was being utilized by some contractors and some utilities in the province of ontario while others were using uh you know the utility work protection code the wpc which IHSA has a has a stakeholder in, and uh, you know we 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 standardize that. Um, I I can't take the credit for that myself. I know I was I was one of the individuals that were involved in that. It was a group of of really dedicated people to try to get a standard across the province, where if you're working on distribution or transmission systems in the province of Ontario, you apply the utility work protection code. It's one system, it's one set of tags. And and I could tell you a, story, a little story on, on how we got to that is, you know, when the city of Toronto it was all out and, and the surrounding areas with that big storm, there was tags over tags over tags on devices for uh, guaranteed isolation for worker safety that were being removed. Um, you know, and that's, 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 that's a hazard, right? That's, that's definitely affecting worker safety at the core. Um, so, you know, that standardization of, of, of the utility work protection growth across the province, I would say that would be one of the highlights of, of my career. Absolutely. And that's something that is, you know, it's going to have a long lasting effect across the province. So again, thanks for your, your contributions there and everyone else who was involved in that, Tom. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Enzo. Yeah, and we're sharing, we're, we're talking about your career, Tom, over a podcast, which if we go back to 1985, when you started your career, I mean, uh, there was no such thing as podcast. There was no such thing really as the internet. Um, if you were to type up, if you were going to uh, create a policy and distribute it, you most likely would be doing it on a typewriter. Um, you certainly weren't using a phone as also a camera and a calculator and the likes. I mean, it was a very, very different world when you started your career, right, Tom, in terms of technology. So how about that in terms of where you've seen technology advance and in particular, how have you seen technology influence occupational health and safety, Tom? 
So just just from a, a career aspect, and and you know, I'm I'm heavily involved with the utility industry, and and I could tell you back in '85, we had operating maps, and the maps for the area that I worked in, you'd have to carry a series of, uh, you know, twenty maps on the on the vehicles to be able to look up whether it be underground, submarine cable, overhead, transmission, distribution, like the, the, the numbers of maps. And and these maps were just line diagrams. They didn't, you know, they had a lot of concessions marked on them, but there was no, uh, you know, no demarcation points or, or stuff like that in regards to uh, roads or or um, you know, forest right-of-ways and stuff like that. So it was, it was pretty... Uh, pretty intricate to try to figure out you know where you were where you know the trouble was and where the switches or the guaranteed devices were to uh, to complete that isolation for the safety work uh, you know you look at nowadays i i see guys uh, you know they got their phones uh, they're pulling up rule books on their phones they're pulling up work protection code um processes on their phones they're you know they're pulling up maps on on tablets that they can see where they are they it's all gps and it's incredible you know that's that's paramount to worker safety when you when you take technology and you apply it to worker safety and you can see the differences you can see that hey that here's where i am i can see where i am um, you know, I know this switch is at, you know, whatever the whatever the GPS location is, uh, two kilometers down the road, there it is. And, and you can see all that right in front of you. It's, 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 it's you know, it, it's a game changer as far as health and safety goes. And uh, the individuals that, that are involved in, in the occupational health and safety industry now, um, I think they're a little more savvy to that. Uh, you know, back not that many years ago, uh, health and safety was focused around the hazards associated with the work. If you take a look at health and safety now, you've got a whole gambit of, uh, I know that the, the big thing that everybody's looking at right now, as far as workplaces goes, is mental health. Um, you know, we saw that, uh, we saw that really spike uh, during the COVID uh, uh, outbreak and uh, you know, I think that really put a focus. It, it kind of changed the focus to look at, okay, how were the workers doing? How, how, you know, how we've got safe workplaces, but how are our workers doing? You know, and I think that's one thing that that really is is has changed over the years is the focus from you know the hazards associated with the work to the hazards associated with the worker themselves. Yeah, along those same lines, uh, you know, I'm glad you brought that up with regards to mental health. When we think about workplace culture, and, and again, over time, certainly in the 80s, you know, there was a certain perspective out there and through the 90s and, and 2000s. What are your thoughts around how workplace culture around health and safety has changed over the years? You know, you, again, you brought up mental health, and do you still think there's work to be done? There's a lot of work to be done, Enzo. Uh, with the changes, uh, the, the cultures in the workplaces, I I was actually, you know, when I got hired, the guys in the room that, that I was working with, the you know, the junior guy had 20 years on. You look around the workplaces now, um, you know, the 20-year the guy, they're, they're the senior guys and you got, or, sorry, senior people. And, and you've got these, you know, 
junior people now that are are entering into uh, not only into into journeyman or journey person status or you know leaders in 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 regards to running crews and stuff, but I, that's that's still kind of concerning to me because I think that that big gap, uh, you know, through the '90s that we all saw that you know the companies weren't hiring, it, it, the economy wasn't as great as it as it you know it, it was, um, so they didn't do the hiring. So we had gaps in organizations, and I'm not talking just about the utility industry. I'm talking about industries across Ontario where you see those gaps now starting to come through flourishing, and you see those junior people in the workplaces that. I, you know, I, I, I still get concerned about, about the training. I, I still get concerned about, you know, are they, are they ready for these roles? And, uh, you know, that's some of the stuff that we were working on Enzo with the, with the section 21 committee is trying to standardize some of those, uh, training, uh, opportunities to ensure that the people were ready to dive into these roles. And, and, you know, there's, 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 there's still some work to to be to get done, um, you know, with occupational health safety, with keeping up with that with that workplace change, with that culture change in the workplaces. Great, and we know, you know, again through your leadership through the years, there's been some significant changes. And just to follow up on that, just as a, a touch uh, on the leadership side of culture, what are your thoughts around how leadership maybe has changed over the years through the the companies and the representatives who are leading? the charge with uh, with the companies yeah I just, you can name any any utility in the in the province of ontario and and over the last 10 years there's been multiple changes in, in leadership i think that the leaders of the companies are you know they're their hearts in it. I can't question that at all a lot of the leaders i know in in the industry their their hearts in it the experience level that's that's something where i think that's that's lacking um but you know that that they're they're engaged and they're trying to make differences in you know in the organizations that they represent and and uh you know it's it's tough it's tough right now and so uh you know to be a leader in an industry you've got so many things coming at you and and i can i can talk specifically about the utility stuff with the oeb um you know rate increases that's that's all pressure. That's that's all pressure on these leaders, and it's it's dealing with those pressures. I, I the workplaces, you know, we we've seen we've seen that shift in regards to how they how they lead their crews, how they you know how they work with their teams, and and that's that's a good thing. Um, I think they're headed in the right direction as far as that stuff goes. But like you say, it's that experience in the industry. That's that's where I, I see a bit of a gap. Hey, Tom, what about uh, in terms of let's talk about the occupational health and safety professionals themselves. How about how their role and influence has changed over your career? So when you think back at the start of your career to, you know, occupational health and safety professionals now and the influence that they have in the workplace, how do you see that? How do you how do you see that that that's changed? Uh, it's it's really changed, Ken. Um, I, I remember when I when I was first in the role, you know, I I went to a I'm I'm not going to name any names, but I I went to a utility, and they were having some difficulties with their with their committees and things just weren't going well 
for that organization. And, um, you know, I went up and, and, you know, the focus is on, on worker safety. And I went up and, and I wanted to attend one of their meetings to see if I could help them, you know, get, get, uh, items identified, get issues addressed and, and move the committee forward. And, uh, I was told that I wasn't allowed in the door. Um, so you look around now and actually I, I, had a conversation with a, a new occupational health safety expert uh, that's working for one of the organizations that uh, that I was involved with and we now it's a collaboration now it's an exchange of information we were you know we were bouncing stuff off each other and and, and they were looking at a mental health training program which uh, you know we've I helped uh, I helped develop one uh, training uh, uh, mental health training program for for our organization uh, when I was when I was working for them and um, you know they she she was interested in that uh, in that uh, program so I we met for lunch and we had a discussion and and uh, you know I provided her uh, an overview of the program and and said you know this is this is this is where we're headed in in that direction right and and you know they they welcomed that with open arms and they were glad to have that collaboration so they could uh, share that information as well so uh you know that's a difference this uh, there can take it the, the the influence in the workplace of health and safety professionals has significantly significantly increased from 1985 to 2000 uh, 2023 is that fair tom <laughs> more more than fair Ken. Yeah, more than fair uh, <laughs> more more That's than great. fair you know, they they they've like you say they've you know they've now you now you, it's a collaboration it's not like oh well you know here comes the safety guy again and what are they going to want now and it's you know the focus around money so because safety costs money everybody knows that that's that hasn't changed over the years but if you can collaborate and come up with some you know some good ideas that that works for everybody that's where people are headed now it's it's not the same you know that, that here comes the safety individual and you know this is going to be trouble and so yeah and, Good. and it's, it's interesting to see how things change over time when you look at it year to year maybe those changes aren't as apparent as when you look at it over a longer period of time and and certainly uh, we've seen some some big gains in the industry around collaboration and uh, the safety professionals um tom you've also dedicated a lot of your time to volunteer activities committees boards uh, in your career. And, and certainly I just say has been a real benefactor of, of your volunteer time, uh, both as in our section 21 construction, uh, sorry, utility, uh, a provincial labor management committee, as well as being the chair there. And also being one of my bosses on the board of IHSA and being the co-chair, I've really appreciated your, your guidance and support over the years. How can you give us some insights maybe into some of those, um, some of those volunteer activities that you're involved with, as well as the value of those experiences over the years. Yeah, and so, uh, like I say, I, IHSA has been a, a big part of my career over the last. I, I don't know. I can't even. I can't even count the years up now. And so they're they're flying. They were no flying line, by yeah. there at the end. But um, you know, the, through those through the, the Section Twenty One committees, who report directly to the minister through the collaboration of stakeholders that we've had you know with with the government agencies with the ministry of labor with you know uh with the standards associations like i actually did the the ulc standards um 
I, I just uh, I just got an email from uh, from them. Uh, they're looking at the the ULC standard again for electrical electrical safety. I sent the individual an email back and I said, uh, you know, I'm 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 retired now. And uh, he sent me an email back and he said, well, we'd, we'd still like your collaboration on this, Tom. So if you wouldn't mind staying on and and helping us out with that, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, my my predecessor, uh, you, you know, Malenzo and and Ken Dave Dave, uh, he's he's going to sit on there. And I told him, I said, well, I I'm a backup, so if if you guys need my help, but I, I you know, those CSA standards, the ULC standards, uh, all the all the committees, the Section Twenty Ones, the the government stakeholders, it's it just helps the industry. It helps worker safety across Ontario. And that's, that's what we're, that's what we're all about. Yeah. That's, that's a great overview. And it's always nice to get that call because that means that your input was valued, Tom, and it was valued definitely. And, and we'll continue to be valued at our association as well. Uh, and, appreciate that Enzo. And Tom, if we can maybe ask uh, one more question before we have you ride off into the sunset. And for those of you that don't know Tom as well as perhaps Enzo and I do, riding off under the sunset, uh, sunset on a horse is actually very apropos here for using this. So, um, <laughs> so there you go. So, hey, Tom, um, you know, maybe you could leave us your thoughts on, you know, maybe a recommendation for the industry, be it to workers or to employers or governments or workplace parties. You know, what what could they do to raise the bar in occupational health and safety in Ontario or hey, hey for Canada, for that matter? What's something you'd love to see done, uh, you know, as as a hey, do this for Tom. Tom's leaving. He's, he's heading off to retirement. Get this done for me, if you don't mind. What, what is it that you'd love to see happen next? I'm going to send one out for all three, for workers, you know, work, work safe. Don't take shortcuts. Don't take chances. Um, we've seen the results of that uh, over the years, you know, through, through the construction fatality review committee and, and through other committees and, and things don't go well when, when workers take shortcuts, same with employers, you know, don't, don't ask your workers to do something you wouldn't have yourself or your family do you know and that's we've seen the results of that over time and that's it's it's horrendous um you know the, i just wanted a little bit you know we i was involved uh it was all over the news the helicopter crash with with hydro one back in you know 2017 and and you know i i went to that site that night and uh, i knew that guys were working on that job and it was really gut wrenching. That's that's something that will remain with me for my life that I can't erase. That I, I still talk to some of the guys that were were on that uh, were on that job that day, and and you know if if you look at all the procedures, like the work, I'll, I'll give you an example. The working at heights, you know, we've we've seen the 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 industry push. We've seen the workers push. We've seen the employers push. We've seen the government push through the Ministry of, of Labor. And the number one killer of workers is still falling from heights. And I, I don't understand that. I don't understand why take that chance. What's the gain? What's what's the gain in, in not going home to your family, you know? Um, but, you know, keep... keep that's been a big change that, that, you know, 
the government's getting more involved in, and I'd like to see, as far as the government goes, as far as the Ministry of Labour goes, I'd like to see a little more focus on the high hazard work, because that's where the people are having uh, accidents, the construction industry, the utility industry, that's, you know, you see some really serious accidents involved in those high hazard workplaces, and that, that should be the focus, not on administration. Well, Tom Nichols, uh, I, I know I speak on behalf of Enzo and all of uh, IHSA and our membership Homewind. Thank you so much for your dedication, your dedication and your contributions to occupational health and safety. Um, your heart, we, I know, is in it when it, meet, when it comes to protecting workers. You truly want to see everyone go home safe at the end of the day to their loved ones. Um, and, you know, hopefully as we continue to move occupational health and safety forward in the province of Ontario, we will send more people home to their loved ones every single night. So thank you for everything you've done at IHSA and in the industry to help ensure that families are reunited, uh, reunited at the end of each day with their loved ones. So thank you, Tom. Thanks again, Tom. Uh, appreciate appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, right. I, echo, I echo Ken's words there. And uh, we uh, we have people who have big shoes to fill and um, I'm sure it'll, it'll happen. But uh, like you said, the experience uh, isn't something we replace overnight but uh, appreciate your input and we'll take your recommendations to, to heart and move it along as best we can. And thank you to the listeners for listening to the IHSA Safety Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and like us on your podcast channel and visit us at ihsa.ca for a wealth of health and safety resources and information. The IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening. Start each workday by reinforcing awareness and control of hazards in your workplace with a five-minute safety talk. IHSA's Free Safety Talks Manual covers over 150 topics, such as personal protective equipment and traffic control, with more topics added all the time. Visit IHSA.ca to download your free IHSA Safety Talks Manual today.